Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, babes. Episode 109, How You Push Men Away. This is kind of a secret part one of a part two as we lead up to good old Valentine's Day, which Mm -hmm. as you can imagine, Kate and I have so much to say about that. Just a few things. You'll have to stay tuned (laughs) for next week, but there's a theme that contributes to not only how you push men away, but how you make love so freaking hard. And at the cornerstone of our podcast, it is the fantasy. The fantasy around love that messes us up in every possible area of our life. And so we're going to unpack the many ways that you push men away. Because of course, if you're interested in finding a partner, you don't want to be doing these things. And if you're listening to this episode, you care about how you impact other people and how to actually be make dating and relationships effective. Like that's the goal. There are things that work and things that don't, and you actually can how to learn. You can learn how to do relationships well. And this thing, just a little caveat before you, (laughs) I'll let you start, but just a little caveat. If you're into women, this also pushes women away. And if you're a man that's into women, this pushes women away. If you're a man, I know there's a man that listens who's into men, it also pushes men away. Um, So it doesn't matter who you're attracting. This, yeah, pushes, we're going to unpack it all. But fantasy, (laughs) fantasy pushes everyone away because when one person's in fantasy, it's possible for both to be in fantasy, but definitely when one person's in fantasy, it creates that pursuer distance or dynamic where one person is pursuant energetically, even, even if you're not verbally pursuant and it energetically pushes away the other person, they become the distancer. Yes. Yes. How you push people away, (laughs) how, how you make it impossible for people to connect with you, right? Which is at the root of the fantasy. Fantasy is a denial of reality. So let's let's really go for it here with with this. Fantasy looks like so maybe you're like what is, what is that? I don't I don't fantasize. <laughs> let's talk about what this actually looks like when you're dating. Fantasy looks like after one date going home and telling everyone that you've now found the one. Fantasy looks like just because you have a great date and you felt really connected to that person, you've now decided that you've met the love of your life and your husband, future husband. And within five seconds, you're talking about a wedding and kids and a future together after you barely have known each other. 
Fantasy also looks like a denial of any of the red flags that may be showing up or really bad behavior from this other person, but you're so hooked on the story you have about who you want them to be and the, and the life that you want to live with them that you get caught up in that, right? Moving too fast. If you are someone who gets easily attached and moves incredibly fast, I can guarantee you that you are, as Kate would say, a fantasy addict in the saboteur archetypes Mm -hmm. and that this is a like a true repellent because one, who wants to be put on a pedestal? Like I I always do like flip the script for a second, right? How, Mm -hmm. how does it actually feel? A guy has met you, he's gone on one date with you. Maybe he spent two hours with you. And then he's writing you love letters and professing that there's no other girl in the world like you. And he can't wait to like spend the rest of his life with you. Don't you feel kind of sick? You're like, wait a second. You don't even know me. Like, what are you basing that off of? Like we've spent two hours together, but yet this is what you're doing on the flip side. Yes. Yeah. And like I said earlier, it's all, it's like, it's energetic. It, and even if you're not, even if you're only talking to your girlfriends about it and you're not actually Mm. sharing it with him, you're creating the energetics of really disassociation from yourself because it's coming from your pattern, your protective mechanism. So I, I love that you brought up the uh, saboteur archetype, the fantasy addict, because the fantasy addict is not I mean, none of the saboteur archetypes, protective mechanisms are your soul, right? It's all, you're operating from that primitive part of your brain that thinks that you are in danger and that you need to, this thing feels good. So I need to lock it down. I need to capture it. I need to have this. I need to keep it forever. I need a second date. I need a text message. I need to know he likes me. I need, I need, I need. And all of these needs are in the future. And so what happens with the fantasy addict is the fantasy addict is so wrapped up in the idea of what they're wanting. The fantasy addict is so wrapped up in the idea of the perfect relationship or the perfect guy or the perfect partner or what, what they're, what they're going to have in the future that they're missing out on the experience. So, and I know we've talked about this, you know, in many different ways before, but like there is what's happening is there's like a deprivation of feeling good. If you get swept away by the fantasy of love coming your way and you get so excited and you want to rush things and you want the next, you know, text message, you want the next date and you want to know that you're going to see him again. And you want, you want, you want, and you're always in that wanting it means that you're not actually allowing yourself to receive and connect with what's actually happening right now. So often we miss red flags. We miss those feelings of like, wait, something actually doesn't feel right here, but like on paper, this person looks really great. So I need to be with them. And, you know, of course, like on the receiving end of that, it's like, if you have this script and this idea of what you want and you're, you're showing up on a date and you're like, energetically bringing that into it. Like, okay, so I'm 35 and by this age, I want a husband and I need this and I need that. And that's the energy you're bringing into a date. Like that's absolutely going to push people away because they're in the experience. Hopefully not everyone is, but it's (laughs) like, you're both missing out on the experience of the date. Like what about right now? And I love that it just keeps banging about pushing away. Like you are actually energetically pushing every time you try to make something happen. So here's the next way that you push men away is you planning, 
everything. <laughs> like you actually taking the lead or always being the person that initiates or sending a million text messages, not letting anybody actually show up for you and energetically meet you in the middle. This is the conversation I've had a thousand times over the past few weeks with my single clients that practice is actually who brings their energy to me. And if you're too busy pushing and in a fantasy about the kind of future that you've already decided you have with a total stranger, then that person can't bring anything to you. And I love too, that you just talked about perfection, like looking for the perfect partner. Cause that's the next way that you push men away, trying mm-hmm. to be perfect. And we say you, we want connection. Like if you are on the path, you want partnership and, and this is, and you're very clear about that. You don't get to then do all of the things that prevent connection from happening, right? And the reason that we fantasize is it's not only a fantasy addict, it's a child that more, most often, more often than not was completely neglected. Like children get to have all the attention on them. Like that's how it works in a parent child relationship. A child has no responsibility to loving their parent, by the way, like there's no obligation for that to happen. The parent's responsibility is to love the child and have them feel special and feel like the most important person in the room. And then eventually you mature out of that. Like that's healthy, (laughs) but what happens, and this is why you fall for love bombing and, and why I love like plenty of men do this pattern too. like mm-hmm. this is love bombing. So please go check our episode out about love bombing. You're trying to make up for the childhood you never freaking had on mm-hmm. top of all the shit you see on TV and movies. Right. What do we see? We see they lock eyes across the room. And then the next thing you know, they're banging their brains out in the bathroom and then they get married. Like, are you kidding me? That's not how it works. And that, that skips over all of the things that it actually takes to build intimacy. And this is why I'm so passionate about this. Like, if you want to learn how to connect, you actually have to learn the intimacy skills. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you build connection? So you keep bringing up presence. You can actually only experience connection when you're present. If you're in your survival pattern and your primal brain, all you're thinking about is either you're on the hunts and you're going to fuck. I mean, that, that like when you're have out of control attraction with someone, all the research is actually showing that primarily all you're going to think about is wanting to have sex with that person and you will not be authentic and you will not be yourself. And neither will that person if your chemistry is off the charts and you're thinking about scarcity. So in what you were saying about wanting to lock it down, like you're thinking this is the last person on earth that I'm ever going to find. And now we're in women forgetting that you're choosing to, right? And that is the magic of having a relationship. A relationship actually is reciprocal energy. And if that's something that you want, that you have to stop pushing, because yeah, people actually want to show up for you. People want to show you who they are and you don't give them a chance when you're too busy projecting your image and who you want them to be and the perfect person that you need, you think you need in order to feel okay. Yeah. And, and you're never going to get to meet who people really are if you're not like yes. we it, so much when I, I think of my experience with dating and meeting people and having conversations, it's I'm just being myself fully. And it's it's so interesting to see how people meet me there, like even people who I don't think can meet me there, meet me there. 
I think of these, these, uh, people that I was hanging out with in Greece and I felt so different from them. And I was like, Whoa, I don't really fit here. Um, cause they're more into, you know, they're just such different worlds. We come from very different worlds and I connected with each one of them individually. And I just fully was honest and real and brought myself in that way. And then they ended up bringing themselves in that way, which when we were all in a group together, I didn't think that we could connect in that regard in that way, in that deep, vulnerable, honest, real way. And so like whatever you bring to the date is what you're going to get. And if someone doesn't have the capacity to meet you there, that will be really good information. And the reality about the fantasy addict, the the reason it's called the saboteur archetypes called the fantasy addict is because it's the addiction to the story or the idea of the thing. So if you are someone who experiences fantasy and love, you're going to look at every area of your life and this is going to be present everywhere. It's going to be present in like, you know, even, even fantasizing about the holiday, the vacation, the weekend, the thing, like the next thing that's going to make you feel good, the relationship, the, it's like, there's this addiction and it happens in personal development all the time. This addiction to the future of like who I'm going to be in the future, who I'm going to manifest, what I'm going to have, what I'm going to have in the future. And there's this, there's this, idea that like we, where people spend so much time in the stories about the future, even if it's like waiting for the next text message from the guy versus in their life, in the experience, in the moment right now. And I'm practicing this right now. I'm in Mexico right now. I'm somewhere different. seems like every week and I'm going to be back in Greece in a month. And I'm noticing my mind already like wanting to be in Greece, like wanting, even though Greece, it's like snowing right now. And in Mexico, it's super warm, but my mind is, you know, pulling like, and I'll say my saboteur, the fantasy addict is pulling me into that experience. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to miss Mexico if I'm already in Greece. And right now I'm in Mexico for the next five weeks. So my practice has been to anchor into every single day. I have practices and ways to connect with my self so that I'm really present in my experience here so that I'm not missing out on this beautiful experience rather than just being in the next one because people that are that are um that are that I mean most of our brains are wired this way because we're fed fantasy messages all day long especially around love but when you when your brain and it's absolutely changeable. Like all of my clients come in with it, some level of fantasy playing out in their life, some level of always being in the future, always, you know, striving for the next thing, successful women who are always striving for the next thing, but then they never get to actually bask in their success because they're so busy chasing the next thing. Like it's rampant in our culture. It's rampant. It's everywhere. And so like, but the, the, the key is learning how to be with yourself in the experience now. And if you haven't done the, I, we still use the term deep work because there's like, how do we, how else do we summarize like the, the self understanding and learning how to get to know your own soul and get to know your own self, then you're still going to have this part, this fantasy part of you playing out in every area of your life. Intimacy is presence, mm-hmm. right? And so guess what? If you're fantasizing you're not available, babe. Right. So the, the million dollar question, right? Like, why do I attract unavailable people fantasizing and pushing and projecting into the future and not being able to be present are all signs of being unavailable for love because 
the skill of intimacy and the skill of being in your sovereign self, which is necessary for healthy dating and reciprocal relationship is being able to say, what is here? right? What questions do I need to ask? What curiosity do do I have? Oh yeah. How does this person treat me? Everyone seems to forget that question when you're busy fantasizing, right? Hmm. Um, Do we have the same values? How do we handle conflict together? You know, I've had so many clients just in the past week, really navigating the places they abdicate their power and responsibility. And there is no faster way of giving all of your power away than fantasizing right? Like it is the defense that your inner child had to use against the pain of whatever was happening in Mm -hmm. your childhood home. And you're not a little girl anymore, babe. You're not Mm -hmm. in your childhood home anymore. You are a queen. You're probably kicking ass in many freaking areas of your life, but then you fall apart relationally because no one's ever taught us about relationship and no one's ever asked you to get vulnerable too. So here's the, what is that, what your relationship to intimacy actually is. So here's the next way you push men away with unhealthy vulnerability, Mm. which sounds like verbal vomit asking a man to be your freaking therapist on the other side of that table on a date. If you are leading with your trauma story or your childhood story or worse, all of your dating woes, Mm. right? Like, why are we bonding about that on a first date? Mm. That's insane. Want to push someone away? Talk about your pain and drama and trauma and how long you've been single and how hard it's been for you on a first date. I mean, now again, flip that. You're on a date with someone and that's how they lead. The first thing they talk about, actually just kidding. Some of you fucking love this. Some of you can't wait for the guy who's telling his trauma story on the date and you can't wait to help him. And that's another episode for you. And I've got you in that that's way. That's self-sacrifice. <laughs> oh my God. But let's just even, let's just do it from like dating woes, right? Like bonding over pain. Like this is actually the, what's familiar for so many people. You have trauma. I have trauma. Let's help each other with our trauma rather than vulnerability actually is naming your desires. Vulnerability is talking about what you're passionate about. Vulnerability would be talking about what you've learned from any difficult thing you've been through, not telling the story of the difficult thing. So you push people away when you ask them to be your therapist, you ask them to be your daddy, or you ask them to be Mr. Perfect. Nobody wants that. And that's not the foundation of a healthy relationship. And there are so many, I mean, people now that vulnerability is a buzzword, right? We think here's the thing you could feel vulnerable, but you might not actually be vulnerable. And we forget that a woman in her power, a woman owning, like, this is why we, I loved the, are you too picky bullshit episode A woman being happy. How about that? A happy woman is a vulnerable woman because in, especially in the world right now, there's nothing more dangerous than a woman who loves herself, a woman who has standards, a woman who does not take shit from anyone and a woman who loves her life and is happy And that's intoxicating, right? The opposite of pushing people away would be to actually magnetize people to you. And if you're wrapped up in your pain and you're still talking about how dating is so hard for you and you're just not meeting anyone, don't, that's not vulnerable. And that is certainly not how you want to build connection on a dating, let alone on the app 
or on a phone call or when you're sitting across the table for someone or when you meet someone for the first time, right? Really, it's like you meet someone who's great and then you think they're going to save you. Like here's now another way you push people away is thinking that your partner's job is to save you. I have so many women who are just, there's so much pain they don't want to deal with. And then they're waiting for if I just have, and this is the fantasy addict, right? When I have the boyfriend, then I'll be happy. Then my life will start when we're engaged, everything will be fine. So you don't, if you don't take responsibility for your feelings, which is part of being an adult and part of being conscious and the necessary step to being available for intimacy, you're just in that anxious energy of, I need someone to make me feel better. And no one wants to be responsible. I don't want to be responsible for that. Right. I I'm the most turned on when my husband's happy, (laughs) like when he's doing something that he loves. And so that's what I'm sure true for all of us. Yeah. It's like showing up on the date with the cup, the cup empty and being like, can you feel it? I came on this date to feel good because I had a shitty work week and I hate my Mm. life and I hate home and I hate my, and life is so hard and, and just showing up on the date, like like wanting it to light you up rather than showing up the date already filled up within yourself. And the date is just like "Mm, overflow. So there's no pressure on the date, you know, when it's overflow and you already feel filled up within your life. And obviously the entire podcast is about this, but you know, we're going to remind you in 10 billion different ways because we forget. And it's so easy to forget because we're so primed to be fantasy addicts. My God, I just watched a reality love show. We'll talk about those next week, but um, for Valentine's day, but it's like just how much our culture is still so addicted to reality love and to romantic comedies. And of course they feel good, but they also, and to, to love songs and they feel good, but they also keep feeding the part of the saboteur. That's a fantasy addict. So um, one thing I was also thinking about though, is like when we, so obviously it's super important to fill your cup up before you go on dates, but also like commit to ha- doing that in your life where you just like, if you if you hate your job, get a new one. If you hate where you live, move or like get a feng shui person to come in and change the energy up. Or if you hate your clothes, go like get rid of them and only wear things that f- you feel beautiful in. Like do a revamp on your life so that your life lights you up. And it's, I always say to my clients, like you, that you create a sacred container for who you really are, your heroine, your soul self to thrive in your life, as opposed to a life that drains you, that sucks the life out of you. And then you go on a date thinking you're going to be magnetic to love. Like you're, you're not, you are going to be pushing love away. And like, what you, you're not going to, you're not going to attract high quality love from that place because now you're, it's going to, it's, it's set up for codependency. It's a setup for someone to rescue you, save you, sweep you off your feet. And, uh, and that's temporary. Even if you do get high on the fantasy in the beginning of a relationship, even if it feels so fucking good, like you're on ecstasy and the chemicals and the endorphins are running through your body and you're like, Oh my God, I've never felt this way. This is the best feeling in the world. That was me. Every single boyfriend I ever had for the first 15 years of dating or relating relationships even if that happens, that this too shall pass. Like the high of the fantasy that your saboteur is feeding you, that's keeping you hooked into the idea that they're responsible for you feeling so amazing, even though all the feelings you're feeling are you. And a lot of them are perpetuated by the stories in your head. They're not even based on real feelings, natural feelings. Um, it's like, even if that's 
the case, eventually the fantasy story turns into a nightmare and it becomes, wait, you used to make me feel good and now you don't. Now I feel my pain. And so now the fantasy becomes a blame fantasy about them being responsible for you no longer feeling good. That's what happens when you don't go into the date, into the relationship, already loving your life, already having, you know, doing work that means something to you and wearing clothes that feel good to be in and living in a home that you feel held by. And even if, you know, even if you like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I've lived in a different God. I've lived in like 13 different places in the last six months, maybe more. I've moved four times since I've been in Mexico. It's crazy. So I have a new home every week. And like, every time I get, uh, every time I land somewhere, I set everything up. I hang up all my clothes. I get rid of anything. If I feel like it's time to let go. I put my crystals out on my bedside table. I've got my crystal wands and jade eggs on one side and crystals on the other side. And I smudge the room, the energy and you know, I have my journal next to my bed and I set myself up. I put my speaker out so I can play my music that I like to wake up to. And like, I create a container for myself to feel good. So even though I have to pack my suitcase and move and I, I'm living this kind of nomad or whatever life right now, um, it's just my reality right now. There's, you know, gifts to it and there's challenges to it. Even though that's the case, I, I'm I'm still setting the container every time. And this is taking ra- radical responsibility for how I feel. And that's the antidote to the fantasy addict is take radical responsibility for how you feel. And now this man or this woman or whoever you're on a date with is no longer responsible for filling you up. Now you're going to be 10 million times sexier because you feel good already. You're already committed to you know, having a life that lights you up now. Like I was just chatting with this guy and he was like, wow, I love hearing about your life. I feel like my life's not as interesting as yours. And I just love like your excitement for your life and your energy. And it's, it's because I love my life and I do have excitement for my life, but it wasn't always this way. You know, there's been many times I hated my life, but I'm not a victim to my life. I recalibrated everything. I did the healing. I worked with coaches. I did all the things that I needed to do to actually reclaim my life. So that's a, I mean, that's the antidote. That is the antidote. And you're susceptible to fantasy when you don't take responsibility for your happiness. Yes. And that is 100% how you push people away. You push people away by putting pressure on them and like even pressure to have an answer. How do you feel about me? Are we going out again? Like, where is this relationship going? Um, and you push people away and, and this is a very common thing in dating when you expect someone else to entertain you, Mm -hmm. right? Like instead of being interesting, right. And taking responsibility for how you actually show up on a dating app or show up on a date. It's literally, I mean, for some of you, you're showing up saying it proved to me that you're good enough, like make me feel good, be entertaining. Right. And the opposite, like fantasy also shows up in negatively projecting onto every single man, right? Like if it's impossible for any person to ever win with you, or you're judging every single message that is sent, or you're nitpicking every little thing, you know, those are, those are the blocks to love. And that's what needs to be worked on. And again, it's just, this is the good news. Like you can figure this out. You know, I remember my mom, when I, when I did talk about 
um, Andrew several months later of dating him and not the first date talking to her about how, you know, yeah, like I can't wait for you to meet him. Like, this is a really good one. I feel amazing about this. I remember her saying, Catherine, you told me you were going to marry every boyfriend you ever had. Oh yeah. I heard that. I heard that many times. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and look, like if, if marriage is something that you want, if committed partnership is something that you want, then there are things you have to do freaking differently to get it mm-hmm. right. If you've been dating the exact same way for 10 years and then still complaining about why it's not working for you, dating's not the freaking problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there are a lot of great men in your city. It just might be that you're acting out doing these things, all the things that push people away. And there are skills to dating that you can actually learn on how to do this well. And yes. so next week, I, I I haven't actually said the name to you yet. No, so ready? I'm like, <laughs> tell me all about uh, it. My five-day <laughs> masterclass is Dating Decoded. Ooh, dating Decoded. Love it. Make dating fun and meet your match. Five days where I'm going to give you the five essential skills that are needed and necessary to not only make dating fun, but actually feel empowered around it to get back in the driver's seat that you are the chooser and to have your heart lead. If you want love, our heart is the only part of us that can make the decision, right? Some of you are full, always in your head, overanalyzing everything, nitpicking everything or second guessing everything you freaking do. That's how you push men away too right? Over analysis, like coming home and reading all of the freaking books or texting all of your friends. Well, he said this, and then he did this. Like people can feel that. Like I, you've said it multiple times today too, the energetic, we can feel it. We can feel it. If you're needy and desperate, we can feel it. If you want someone to make you happy, we can feel it. If you're actually full of shit, right? If you're just lying about your life or, or trying to be someone you're not, we can feel it. And you can get rooted and grounded in who you are. And it's going to be what not only is the masterclass going to be so freaking fun because it's going to have women from all over the world joining. We'll meet in a Facebook group and that's where I'll be live. And you're going to get all the replays and, and emails from me with daily practices. But the dating can be fun. Your life can be fun. It does not have to be so heavy. And we just nailed essentially every way that you push people away today and all of it can be changed. And all of it is a result of not being connected to yourself, right. And being caught in what the, who the world wants you to be, or what the world says about love. Love is not a feeling. Right. And I, and when you said like, there is actually no research, no proof that starting with high chemistry and like sparks flying and, you know, feeling like you're really connected leads to lasting partnership. No, Mm -hmm. nope. Just like calm, cool, grounded, slow research actually shows that that leads (laughs) to a lasting partnership because that's how I want you to think about it. We're building a foundation you know, fantasy addicts burn the fucking house down. And then mm-hmm. right, the, the passion, it's like we set it all on fire and then we wonder why we're just hanging out in ashes. And, and it's painful. Feel good. And it's incredibly it's, it, fantasy because the crash is so, is so painful. And I always hear this. I learned this the hard way when I wrapped my brand new Volkswagen Tiguan around, or it was like really Jeff's Tiguan, but we called it ours. Um, I wrapped it around the pole in our underground when I was rushing to a coaching call. And I remember in that moment, I was devastated. We'd had it for a week. But in that moment, I heard a voice that said, when you're in a hurry, slow down. When you're in a hurry, 
slow down because it means you're not, you do not want to be swept off your feet. You want to be rooted on the earth. You want to feel your feet on the ground. You want to feel your body. You want to feel your intuition. You want to feel your inner guidance. You want to feel the divine supporting you and giving you signs and helping you along the journey. Slow down, slow down, slow down. And definitely, oh my gosh, dating. Wait, say it again. Dating one. Decoded. Decoded. Freaking love this so much. Everyone needs to sign up for this. Like actually learning the skills to be able to do, but not strategies and tactics to get the guy because all of like most dating coaches out there teach strategies and tactics. And what that does is it works because it's based on human psychology, but you're not going to attract the right partner and you're not going to feel good in the middle of it. So, you know, five full days to the Catherine of learning how to decode your dating skills and be able to date from a different place within yourself. This is freaking everything. So go sign Thank up. You. Link is below. Yeah, Thank I'm super you. start excited on for start this. on Monday. And really, I'm I'm really sick of women give and I'm, and you are too. This is why you started the freaking podcast. Like I'm sick of women being badass and powerful in every area of their life except this. Yeah. Like I'm sick of the constant negative stories about dating. I'm sick of hearing women be so discouraged and disappointed. I'm also really sick of women giving each other horrible advice Mm -hmm. around this because the consciousness is so low around being an empowered and sovereign woman who gets to have what she wants. Like you deserve to be treated well. This isn't about giving a million men chances. This is learning how to reprogram how you actually look for someone and learn what actually works, right? Look, you are unique and special. You don't need someone to prove that to you. And guess what? People are swiping on hundreds of profiles a day. So you don't just get to say, well, I hope they notice me when you've put no effort into your profile. So also next week, I'm going to give my top three, like Mm. the best actual tip on how to have a profile that stands out so that high quality people reach out to you. You don't have to tolerate bullshit anymore. And you certainly don't have to be crying yourself to sleep at night anymore. You can call in love and there is a way to do it from a place of power and to have your heart and your self-worth and your self-respect all intact. Clearly I'm excited about this. (laughs) So it's so fun and, and perfect timing right before fantasy day, Valentine's day. And yeah, it just, it's, it's, Mm. it's so important. It's like to be able, that's how you stand out be the woman who walks into the room confident and rooted and anchored in herself and dating from an empowered place. And yeah. And then date, and then you get to grow from dating. It gets to be instead of a waste of your fucking time, which most women are so bitter and resentful about dating because they feel like they're wasting their precious time, which they are right. If you're dating from the shapeshifter and the fantasy addict and the self-sacrificer and all these parts of your saboteur and your inner child, you are wasting your fucking time. But when you are dating, from anchored inside of yourself and being rooted and being filled up within yourself. And you're showing up on dates differently with knowing the skills on how to connect and how to date from this empowered place. Guess what? Every date is an opportunity to grow. Every date is an opportunity to connect to someone who might not be your future partner, but they might be your future business partner, or maybe they'll be your sister's partner or who knows, like every person that you meet is, is a part of your journey for a reason. So you get to actually lean into dating being a growth based experience of human relating, which will translate into every area of your life, help you relate better with your 
colleagues, coworkers, clients, boss, whatever, um, everyone in your life, family, and you get to, so you get to learn from it and it no longer becomes a waste of time. And you're going to be way more likely to attract high quality love and have the skills to be able to have relationships. So sign up. Opposite of pushing will be allowing and being magnetic and you naturally have that. <laughs> Most women are just not living from that place and, and are so used to over-functioning or viewing dating. Like it's a freaking job that you put a tremendous amount of effort in. And then chances are you don't let anybody put any effort into meeting you. And then you wonder why you're ending up with duds. So no more dating duds, dating decoded, make dating fun and meet your match, sign up. It's totally and completely free. It's free. (laughs) And you know, as always, if you found this episode helpful, share it with your friends, everyone who needs to hear it. And you know, our favorite thing in the world is when you let us know how the episode landed for you. And here's to stop acting out in this way and to let love shine from the truth of who you are and from inside your heart so that you are sovereign and in your true self in every area of your life. Yeah. And that you don't have to do something that sucks. Like if dating sucks, like something needs to change. Like you get to every area of your life gets to feel good. So I love it. I'm so excited for all the women who are going to join you. And, um, I'm excited to dive in, uh, next week with more fantasy around Mm. the whole culture and, and, um, yeah, just sending you all the love. And I also wanted to shout out to all the women who reach out to us in our DMS and emails. It means so much to us. Like, Oh my gosh, I cry all the time. Like it absolutely. When you share the impact it's had on your life, it means the world to us. So thank you so much for all your messages and love and reviews and everything. Keep it coming. We love it. Words is definitely my love language. I'm (laughs) I'm sure it's probably one of yours too. So thank you. Thank you. you, Thank you. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group, and we will see you soon.